0: privacy is an innate right of every human being in the world it's not something we're going to give away
1: welcome to screw it just do it brought to you by startup you inspiring and supporting entrepreneurs to make a full-time living doing what you love I'm your host, Alex Chisnell, fellow entrepreneur, Virgin Mentor, and founder of Startup U, the regional partner of Virgin Startup, providing startup funding, mentoring, and support. Each episode features the stories from two entrepreneurs at different stages in their journey who talk us through their successes and failures. You get to take on board all of their learnings and none of the failure. Today's podcast is brought to you by Hayes, who are the number one recruiting experts in the UK. Whether you're searching for your perfect job or looking to scale your business by building the perfect team, go to haze.co.uk, quoting Startup You. Welcome to episode 71 of Screw It, Just Do It. I'm your host, Alex Chisnell, and on today's show, the first of our second year, I'm very privileged to be joined by Mark Weinstein, one of the founders of social media you heard me correctly. So hang around. You don't want to miss this episode. If you're listening to this on release day, which would have been Wednesday, May the 23rd, you can join the show live in Bournemouth. Um, We literally have two tickets left, I think. So if you hear this and you want to come along and join us live, we've got five massively inspiring women entrepreneurs um, live in Bournemouth at this workspace, then just go straight to our Eventbrite page for Startup U and grab yourself a ticket. Stay tuned to the end of this interview for details of our first London show, which is going to be on July the 12th, and further shows around the country too. So without further delay, I'm going to move you through to Mark, my interview with Mark Weinstein, who is founder and CEO of the revolutionary social network MiWi and MiWi Pro. So Mark served on President Obama's steering committee overseeing internet privacy, and he single-handedly prevented the Obama administration from creating the Orwellian-sounding National Identity Database. So Mark is a leading privacy advocate, one of the inventors of social media, and is ranked as one of the top eight minds in online privacy. Uh, Mark's written loads and loads about privacy and the social media industry in general in many well-known publications. These include the Huffington Post, USA Today, and the Daily Mirror in the UK. Um, He's flying over to the UK in June, Um, to be interviewed by the BBC and PBS for some interviews as well. Um, Those of you who've been following social media and in particular Facebook over the last couple of months, um, Cambridge Analytica, etc., will be only too aware of the... privacy laws surrounding social media and, and Facebook, WhatsApp, etc, etc. So um, this is a, an amazing interview. I feel very privileged to uh, be able to get Mark on the show. Um, without further ado, let's start up.
0: So I've been an entrepreneur uh, you know in my career. And there were two aha moments when it comes to social media. You know, I'm one of the guys who invented social media. I said one of, not the, because at the turn of the millennium, when I built my first social network, uh, there were about four companies in beta at the same time. And only one had been ahead of us, which was Friendster. So my first social network was way before Facebook. Um, And the aha moment was, you know, taking a hike with my 11-year-old nephew talking about you know, Uncle Mark, wouldn't it be great if we could stay in touch with the family around the world and do all these cool things and not use email, but use technology? And we had this conversation, and 10 minutes into that conversation with my nephew in the middle of nowhere in Idaho in the United States, hiking around a lake in the summertime, I looked at my nephew, Justin, and I said, Justin, I'm going to start a company, and I'm going to give you 10% of everything I own in the company. And that was a total aha moment. Um, nobody was doing it. Email was you know, the thing. And uh, we were all using dial-up. So imagine the challenge. I'm not an engineer. And so to build one of the first social networks in the world on dial-up. <laughs> but uh, I came back. Uh, you know, I was living in New Mexico in Albuquerque where Bill Gates started coincidentally. And the state government gave me a $300,000 grant. Uh, they wanted to keep me there. And we started building you know, one of the first, uh, you know, great early social networks, we called them community portals back then. Mm -hmm. And so that was great. We became a PC Magazine top 100 company three years in a row for superfamily.com and superfriends.com. You know, push forward into the early 2000s. And I sold that company, uh, the whole, you know, that whole uh, B2C uh, implosion happened, the company that bought it, closed it. um, And now fast forward. I'm on the sidelines. I'm doing high-tech consulting. I'm watching social media. I'm watching uh, you know, MySpace come into existence. I'm watching Facebook come into existence and eat MySpace's lunch. <laughs> and I watched Zuckerberg make a statement to change my life forever. Mark Zuckerberg said, privacy is a social norm of the past. And I was flabbergasted. I watched the interview um, and that was the second aha moment, I was very comfortable, I had a very successful career, I had written a book series that was endorsed by Stephen Covey, and I watched that interview, and in that moment when he said that, my jaw dropped and I said, I got to come back into this space, we've got to fix this problem. Privacy is an innate right of every human being in the world. It's not something we're going to give away.
1: And, and with so, that, that was the building block for, for me. We now. Absolutely, huh. absolutely.
0: I relocated to Silicon Valley. Um, you know, I, I liquidated my retirement account. I'm still young, but I was <laughs> building it. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, and I started a new company, and I hired some engineers, um, and we started uh, you know this beta project under our corporate name called Scruples, uh, building with what's called privacy by design. I've been given an award by the Canadian government as ambassador of privacy by design. Um, and, you know, we started building this great new anti Facebook, you know, for people in the world to enjoy the best communication technology with none of the BS, none of the egregious privacy violations, you know, no personal tracking, no ads, no newsfeed manipulation, no facial recognition. Our members have a privacy bill of rights protecting them. We have a poison pill in our privacy policy, keeping us honest. So, you know, uh, the, the inventor of the World Wide Web, Sir Tim Berners-Lee, is one of our advisors, as is the inventor, the co-founder of this worldwide movement called Conscious Capitalism, Raj Sisodia. Uh, we have an amazing advisory board, uh, and we have an amazing product. We've won awards, South by Southwest, Startup of the Year finalist for Innovative World Technology. Entrepreneur Magazine has picked us as one of the best entrepreneurial companies in America. And here we are. So MeWe is here. We are strongly positioned. Uh, we are the complete alternative. Uh, and people love us. You know, we're we're growing about 25% a month right now. We're pushing over 2 million it's very soon. Uh, members, um, and people love it. And, of course, it's an app. You know, it's iOS, Android, and on desktop also.
1: Amazing. And, and is there, I'm assuming there's there's no, is there any angle for for, for businesses on there at all to, to connect, or is it purely a peer-to-peer platform?
0: Well, businesses, so here's the thing. We have no advertising on the platform. There, we yeah. don't. We also have huge uh, group technology. So think of MeWe as the greatest place to communicate one-on-one with your family and friends in mm-hmm. private groups with your family and friends, or in what we call open groups, of which we have about sixty thousand that our members create. Special interest groups for other members of MeWe to join. Open groups are available for all MeWe members. Yeah. Now we can't stop uh, a company. A Virgin, yeah. you know, a Coca Cola, whoever, mm. from creating their own open group. Um, but there's no, you know, they have to, you know, attract our members to it and our members join if they want. Mm. And then they can talk about whatever they want, whatever they want to share inside that group. But, you know, insofar as us, and those companies can't, can't buy a placement or advertise, but they can create, you know, pages, right? Like Facebook has pages
1: yeah.
0: for businesses and fan pages. So we have this great open group technology and we're launching pages in about five weeks. Mm -hmm. So, you know, here's the thing, though. So because we don't advertise, your news feed is never messed up. Mm -hmm. Everything you see is in timeline order from anything, you know, your friends, your family, the groups that you're in, perfect timeline order. We don't get in the way. We don't boost news. We don't boost fake news. We don't take any Russian money for ads. We don't take anybody's money for ads. So it's a really pure, wonderful communication, social media experience. It's what people really want and love. And Facebook really kind of looks really creepy afterwards mm. because MeWe is so natural uh, and, you know, just perfectly organic for everything that you're really connected to. And Facebook is so, so stilted, so stuttered.
1: And, and given that you are one of the pioneers, as you say, um, of social media, you, do you think this is getting back to the original vision of of what social media was and and could achieve in the world,
0: Alex, absolutely. It's getting back to what you know my original vision was for social media, and and I built a company based on that. And as I said, we're, you know, of course, we we won a lot of awards even back in the day, mm. um, because the idea was to provide great communication technology for people to use to enjoy, just like you're sitting around your your kitchen table, you're hanging out with your friends you know, in a pub, but nobody is watching. Mm. Nobody is spying on you. Um, there's no creep on your shoulder with a camera watching everything that you do. And so, and also, this is what how the web was invented. The web was invented for communication, you know, not for data, mm. you know. The web was not invented so governments and companies could spy on us. The web was invented. If you read about Sir Tim Berners-Lee and his invention of the World Wide Web, it was for people to communicate. It was for scientists to communicate. At the time, it was never about data.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, you kind of le- le- jump straight into it. Um, and I was going to say, at some point, these companies, such as Mark Zuckerberg's Facebook, just seemed to morph into a data company instead of a social media company. Do you think that was a conscious decision going back way when? Or do you, do you, do you think... That strategically, that was the plan all along.
0: You know, if you look at the history, they were really always about data, even from the beginning, hmm. uh, in his Harvard dorm room. Um, you know, about people and their personalities, and you know, um, you know, aggregating this data, you know, particularly on women at first, you know, and, and things like yeah, that. And true. then I, think mm. it, just, it naturally followed. That, you know, the aha for them was, wow, we can get all this data. Hmm. And so then comes what I call the brainwash. The mystification of this idea, the brainwash of people around the world, that I'm going to give you some communication technology and you're going to give me all your data. So that's what I call the Facebook brainwash. It's also the Google brainwash, you know, the Yahoo brainwash, et cetera. Yeah. So, you know, as Tim Cook very aptly points out, you know, the CEO of Apple, Apple is not about spying on you personally, getting your personal data. They're a product company. Hmm. Their job is, you know, really pure capitalism is just like MeWe is to create the best, you know, product for you, the best services for you, and that's why you'll be you'll buy their products and this is why you'll use MeWe because we create the best you know, social media platform for you, with privacy you trust, and privacy has nothing to do with being social. It means that we're not spying on you. There's no company being a creep spying, you know, on your sh- behind your shoulder, <laughs> watching everything that you do, selling your data, targeting you with an ad because you just talked about something personal. Mm. You know, we don't do any of that. And have- Facebook mystified it. You know, Facebook mystified it. They, mm. they brainwashed all to think we had to give up our data in order to have this free service.
1: Absolutely. I think I think you're 100 percent right. Um, and, and is the is the greatest challenge that, that you have right now trying to get people to move platforms? Or in, in hindsight, the last few months, do you think Facebook's doing a pretty good job of that themselves?
0: <laughs> well, you know, it, it's uh, it's both. There comes a, a tipping point. Yeah. You know, when people have had enough and I call our relationship and for all of us, uh, you know, our relationship with Facebook. Is one built today on what's irreconcilable differences? It's like a bad relationship, a relationship gone bad, where trust has been broken so many times, mm. and we're all scratching our heads, going, "I can't stay in this relationship. I need a new partner." Yeah, you know. And we're looking around. We're looking around. Where is my new partner? And you know, we're only in it until we find the new partner. And We is here. So the delete Facebook movement is real. Uh, it's strong. It's powerful. And our growth is very strong and very real. So, you know, I think that yes, Facebook has shot them in themselves, not just recently, but a hundred times. If you look at the history, and there have been articles written about this, about Mark Zuckerberg's apologies, you know, they go on for you know, a decade or more. Yeah. His apologies and nothing ever really changes. So cause and here's the thing for people Facebook is not a social network. And I want everybody to really understand this. Facebook is a data company pretending to be a social network in order to get as much data from you as possible. They are a data company. You are the product that they sell, not the customer that they serve. And the new European privacy regulation doesn't change that one bit. Hmm. Doesn't change it at all. Not at all. Not at all. It just makes it slightly more transparent if you go through the trouble to click through Facebook's new privacy settings and you know, may ask them to share with you what they're sharing about you and what they know about you. But they make it very hard to do that. But GDPR, which is the new you know, European you know, data privacy regulation, yeah. does nothing to stop Facebook or any data companies from you know, spying on you, aggregating your data, taking, you know, creating a data packet about you, targeting you, manipulating your news feed, using facial recognition mm. you know none of that has changed whatsoever
1: and and when do you think we as a as a as a race as a people started becoming more aware of, of online privacy
0: you know uh, people we have short short memories right short attention spans absolutely yeah um, so but when you look at it when you look at like whatsapp so WhatsApp became popular several years ago because of privacy. So, you know, when you look at is there room, to, are people really worried? Well, they were worried several years ago. WhatsApp mm-hmm. came on, and then Facebook grabbed WhatsApp for almost $20 billion, $20 billion U.S. And then, as you, you know, you know, and I want our, our, our listeners to be minded of, last year the EU fined Facebook $122 million U.S. dollars for stealing all of WhatsApp member data when they promised when they bought WhatsApp they wouldn't do that. Mm. So, so but WhatsApp demonstrated there's a real hunger for respect and privacy, you know, using technology. And then Snapchat, which they is called Snap. Snapchat, a couple of years later and a couple of years ago is when they when it got hot with their disappearing messaging. So Snap, once again, they came on the scene and they proved that privacy is absolutely a core value, a core demand uh, for you know the social media world. And so, what happened? Two things: Facebook tried to buy them and they failed. But Snap also lied, and Snap got fined by the Federal Trade Commission in the United States uh, for lying. The pictures didn't disappear; they were dropping down into a hidden folder on your phone, hmm. and many of the pictures were still parked on Snap servers. So you know, so Snap then morphed into a mainstream, uh, you know, uh, social media company. They did an IPO, as we know, and now they're struggling. um, But you know, they still have a decent following. But but the way they were originated was truly because disappearing content was what they sold. This idea that you could be private. Hmm. So privacy has always been, and now it's bigger than ever. Everybody is really concerned. You know, it's clear that Facebook has more breaches than the Cambridge Analytica breach, which affected 87 plus million people. Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg said there are others. Uh, that he said, I'm quoting him: "There are others, and that they he will tell us about them. I'm not sure when, <laughs> because the Cambridge Analytica bre- uh, breach was discovered in 2015 by Facebook, but they didn't tell us till 2018.
1: Yeah. Wow. Huge, huge time lapse." And and, sure. I, and I read um, something that you, you may have said yourself when you said that Facebook has more data on you than than the CIA. Um, being probably like most people, been probably being too trusting and, and naive, given that we've been brainwashed over the years without even realizing it. Do, do you think that's really true? Is it, it, it they've got that much uh, information on all of us?
0: Yes. Um, now, listen, it's and I want us all to forgive ourselves because it's hard to stop a creep when you can't see him. Mm. And so Facebook is the creep that you can't see, peering over your shoulder, watching everything you do, listening to everything that you say, and then you know, aggregating, putting all that data together. And here's the thing, Now this is going to shock some people, but it is documented that Facebook has hundreds of thousands of data points on each one of us hundreds of thousands of documents, because think about every time that you say something, every time that you use a Facebook emoji, every time that you search the web and Facebook is tracking you around the web, even when you're not logged into Facebook, everything you do, their algorithm is watching you and adding it into your unique data packet. Mm. That's scary. So (laughs) that's... That data is accurate. You know, it was reported, my gosh, four or five years ago now, that Facebook was tracking members and non-members at over half the most popular websites. And today, we know, you know, it's public. And, of course, in Europe, uh, the Belgians and the French have, you know, repeatedly asked uh, and and ordered Facebook to stop tracking non-users. So never mind users. Facebook tracks True. non-users. Facebook targets ads to non-users. This is well-known. This is public information. This has been written about. But you know it's time for us all to really wake up and really see Facebook for what it is, a mindless data company doing everything they can for a dollar and pretending to serve us.
1: And I've come at this from a different angle in the last literally seven or eight weeks and so my my eldest daughter's 11 so got her first smartphone for her birthday in april and now she just started a a group on musically with her dance friends that they just communicate with but you know fast forward from the easter holidays going back to school and all of a sudden i'm in a whole brand new world of her uh, being, you know, bullied by friends online, and it's unbelievable. It's, it's, it's. You know, I've heard about it before, but until you're actually subjected to it yourself, and it might be one thing, you know, something happening in a playground at school, and it's kind of done with. But then to go back and constantly see that message on your phone and someone to keep hammering at you. Um, what what advice would you have um, f- from that angle? Because you've kind of seen every social platform that there has been and, and will be given the space you're in at the moment, Mark. How so, do you deal with Alex,
0: it? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, first of all, congratulations on having an awesome daughter. Uh, and this is really that inflection point when kids now get to be 10, 11, 12, 13, even nine, you know, eight, nine now. Mm. Um, and mm. a couple of things. First of all, for our listeners, Facebook has an app called Messenger for Kids, and don't let your kids get near it.
1: Do they? I didn't even know that. No way.
0: Yeah. They, oh. they announced
1: it uh, several
0: months ago. I've written about it. Uh, even in the Mirror in the UK, I published a very serious article about it ah. um, over Christmas time. Keep your kids away from this. You know, this, this app is designed for six to 12-year-olds, and the idea... That they want to put, you know, six to twelve-year-olds into their feeder system by offering a, a young kids app. It's absurd. Kids should not be on social media, like you said. It's one thing to have a kid call you a name, and then you know that name ultimately disappears. And you know, as a kid, you just deal with that and your parents and things like that. It's another thing to have be on social media where a kid calls you a name, and this is also for you know teens too and adults. That name stays there. It's parked. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. disappear. And, you know, you look at it over and over and over again, like, you know, and so first of all, this is a very tough situation. You know, kids musically is you know generally considered to be a, you know, a positive experience for kids. Um, you know, I have a two and a half year old, so she's not anywhere near this stuff right now. <laughs> nah. um, but, you know, you would the best thing, unfortunately, is to keep kids as far away from social media as possible. Now, here's the great thing. About GDPR, the European the new privacy regulation in the EU, is that the new age is 16.
1: Yeah, yeah. that
0: you can be on social media without parental consent. Now, Alex, just hold on to your hat here because <laughs> so they allow 13 to 15 year olds. The, the the regulation does to also be on social media with parental consent. So what Facebook did, and, and I'm sorry, but this such a, such an incredible example. Mm. Uh, you know. Still talking about Facebook here, but what Facebook did is they let a kid 13 to 15 pick any of their contacts to vouch for them as a parent or guardian, nah. and they don't va- validate anything. So um, they, wow. they, it's just amazing. But um, this is a problem. We need to educate kids. There's, um, you know, we we have a phrase called "Practice safe sharing." Um, and, you know, of course, our kids are watching us use our technology all the time, our computers and our smartphones. So they see us doing this all the time. And it's such a part of our life, it's hard to hide it from our kids. And so they yeah. really, in their brains, they're, they're kind of imprinted with, they're supposed to do this. Mm. So, um, and then they look at our pictures all the time. And they see pictures that we post or pictures that we take on our phones. Yeah. So, you know, we've really got to come up with better ways of and, you know, with our children of of keeping them active outside of, you know, too many apps. And then really, you've got to be able to coach them straight through it. This is really true. We've really got to see what's happening with our kids, even on a musically. You've got to be there with her, um, helping her to understand, you know, what's good behavior and what's not acceptable behavior. Um, And, you know, we've just got to keep coming up with, Better systems, and then you've got to make sure she's not on it at strange times. You know, we, I really am a firm believer in with our kids, don't let your kids take the phone to bed.
1: Yeah, that, that, absolutely. So yeah,
0: there's a cutoff time, at, let's say it's 9 p.m. or 6 p.m., whatever it is for you, mm. but that phone gets parked in the parents' bedroom where you know it's there, not somewhere in the house, but it actually gets plugged in, it stays in your bedroom, the parents' room, all night long. Kids have got to stick with reading books, doing their homework, you know, doing everything that's valuable, um, and they've got to be turn off technology. That's critical. And the best way to do it is make sure that there's a curfew for that phone, mm. um, and you know, really until they're as, as old as you can get them to be.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think that was the um, the first time, and it was before she she had a phone and again it was like asking people what age you know should you give your child a phone and like the next door neighbor was deputy headmaster at the local school and he was like our experience is it's, it's kind of that year going into high school otherwise they then started getting bullied for not having a phone you know it's how crazy uh things right. have become but it was her going for a sleepover with with a sister who's who's nine and um, them coming back and being absolutely exhausted and, and my wife saying you know why are you so tired I know you've had a sleepover but what time did you go to bed and they were like well we went to bed at nine but um, their mum lets them keep their phones in their room all night so of course what's a kid gonna do they're gonna keep the phone on looking at stuff all night aren't they you know so that's when right. we came remember, the, you know 7 p.m curfew for our kids
0: good that's great because remember phones are addictive and yeah. we as adults are good examples of this. Technology is addictive because it's how now we connect to the world. It's how we work. Look at us. We're on a technology podcast right mm-hmm. now. Um, now, as as one of the inventors of social media and as one of the great proponents of great communication technology, I consider myself to be a communication technologist. I love this stuff, but I do believe that, you know, there's an age. And I, so we have just changed our site, you know, later this week, We've changed our site so that if you're under 16, you can't be on MeWe. I think it's a great regulation. I think it's a smart regulation. So, you know, so I totally support that. I'm not Facebook. MeWe is not Facebook. We don't want to start a six-year-old in a feeder system, cradle to grave on our social media platform. MeWe is for 16 years and older. Mm. That's how it should be. Doing the right thing is important. We can all make money doing the right thing. You know, and by the way, MeWe has a great revenue model. So when oh, people brilliant. are wondering, well,
1: I was going to dive in know, and ask you that next question. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> Far away. Yeah, yeah, great. I, nice.
0: Yeah, yeah, It's an important one, right? Because here I'm talking about all these great things about this great platform and no ads and no BS and all this stuff. But wait a minute. How do you make money? Yeah. So, and it's simple. Think about it. Capitalism has always worked without spying on people. That's actually the premise of capitalism. Communism is the system where people are spied on. So we've made this sort of strange crossover into a, 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 the fabric of communism, which is absurd, because privacy is a complete value for human beings. And so what we do is, just like a great, you know any great company, everything that, first of all, everything that any member needs is free. So, you know, like the vast majority of our our members just use our free service because it includes a great chat. You know, we've got a great custom camera, disappearing content, uh, you know, great GIF creator, uh, you know, uh, great voice messaging, great, you know, live voice and video, everything. Uh, Our desktop product, also great. And everything across the platform, it's all everywhere. Private groups, open groups, you know, private chat, you know, multi-person chat. uh, Everything is there. Everything people love. And let's say you want something extra, like you want a custom emoji from some cool artist. Mm -hmm. So we have those in, we have something called the MeWe store, completely optional. You want to launch a business page or a fan page? That's $1.99 a month. That's $9.99 a year. Okay. You know, if you want secret chat, so we have a WhatsApp competitive product called secret chat. Mm -hmm. Our standard chat is great. It's encrypted up and down from our servers to your phones and to your desktop back and forth. Um, but let's say you want the latest secret chat, which is WhatsApp, which is like a WhatsApp product, double encryption, you know, double ratchet technology, pure encryption, never touches our servers. Great, that's ninety nine cents a month, five ninety nine a year. So that it's completely optional. Our regular chat is great and private already. Um, you know, so we have features like that. We'll be launching some special games, special apps for sports teams and people like that, uh, and we'll we'll offer a premium. Membership for somebody who just wants all of our optional features in one bundle, and so Alex, that and that's that works. And extra storage, eight gigabytes are free. Mm. It's like you know sixteen thousand photos. But if you're a heavy video user and you want more space, uh, you know we'll sell you more for four ninety nine a month. You know, uh, no problem, uh, and a lot more. You know, fifty gigs, whatever you need. But everything that you need is free. It's called a freemium model, and we have an enterprise division. Now, this is where we really beat Snap and Twitter, for example. Mm-hmm. MeWe has a co- totally separate division called MeWe Pro. Okay. MeWe Pro is for companies, for businesses, for organizations, for internal communication. It replaces email inside an organization. There's a company called Slack that's become very popular. Yeah. S-L-A-C-K. MeWe Pro is far superior to Slack for enterprise collaboration. Whether you're a team of five, or fifty thousand people, MeWe Pro gives you the greatest collaboration tools built into one software with the best security, and it's very affordable. You know, less than seventy-five dollars a year per team member to supercharge your communication, your results, your connection, and your retention. Because when people love the way they're communicating at work, they stick around work mm. and email. It's just dreadful.
1: It's horrific, work, isn't it? We were just talking about this yes. the other day. So I was saying, you know, what is going to replace email? And we, we've got Slack channels, etc. And then you're hopping around from platform to platform. But So you're saying with, with Pro, that sits inside that platform. and you
0: Right. And it sits huh. inside the organization. It's Slack.
1: Got you. So
0: Alex, how Slack works, everything is a plug-in. So if yeah. you want, you know, a special feature, you've got to plug it in. At me we pro because we are you know we've been building communication technology for years everything is built in everything that you need that also you know sort of puts a wall around the security whereas slack you're plugging in all these other apps into slack
1: and uh, they're all updating
0: at different times they yeah. all have security holes
1: yeah 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 like it very cool and, and do you, do you see anybody obviously people will come along and try and ape what you do it's it's human nature nature, obviously but at the moment you see anybody trying to move into the space that, that that you're making such great traction in
0: um it's the answer is no i mean right now so certainly there are companies that try and be a new kind of social network they try and uh you know mimic uh twitter um or WhatsApp. Those are very simple services Mm -hmm. to build a platform. Now, from the beginning, when I decided that Facebook was doing this, you know, the wrong way and hurting people by privacy violations, but we decided that we were going to build a platform, a fully featured platform to compete with Facebook and give people the greatest communication technology with privacy they trust, with the respect they trust, with the control that they trust. But with complete connections to all their friends, their family, you know, everybody in the world that's on we great connections with, you know, no BS, with no creeps spying on them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So to build a platform takes years to build a platform that's fully featured, that scales. So, you know, sure, there are competitors that are really more like Twitter competitors that come up with one feature. Right. Or a WhatsApp that okay. come up with one, you know, communication channel feature. But to build a platform, nobody can touch us, and we keep on building now, you know, so we're gonna just, you know, MeWe is already incredible, and it will become more incredible.
1: And I'd, I'd love to, know. I know you're gonna be a very busy man, so I won't keep you much longer, but what was the initial reaction from those closest to you when you had that aha moment that you talked about right at the start of the uh, the interview, and you said, this is what I'm gonna do, this is what I'm gonna build, and they were like, what? And you're going, as Facebook is like, You know, what was it? What was that reaction? I'd love to hear that conversation back at the time.
0: You know, uh, I'm going to tell you, because so I relocated to Silicon Valley. Yeah, I started. I started to pitch the idea, you know, to, uh, you know, investors, venture capitalists. By the way, we've never taken any venture capital money. Uh, We raised over 10 million U.S. dollars from high net worth investors from around the world. But at the beginning, I thought, oh, of course, everybody's going to understand this. The investors will love it. And I got laughed. Out of the uh, the rooms, uh, you know? Are you kidding me? Privacy? You know, privacy is dead. You know, Facebook is the king, and I'm like, no, you guys are wrong. Human beings are never, ever going to give up their right to privacy, no matter how hard it is to to fight for it to get it back. You know, we're going to take it back. And we love communication technology, so communication technology is going to evolve, and we're going to have great communication technology with privacy. And they, you know. I'm right, but it was pretty hard because at the beginning, they laughed me out of the room. They told me I was wrong. But, you know, that's how it is being an entrepreneur. You see the future, and other people don't see it yet.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Very very, very good point, very good point, Mark. Um, and just to finish up with you, if that's okay, just wanted to know, so I didn't realize that you hadn't had VC funding yet either, that you, you've got that from um, individual high net worths. So looking at the future, um, how big is the team at the moment and how do you look to then fund and, and scale that team? As you say, you're, you're always constantly in, in building mode to be able to scale this to where you want to get get to.
0: So, uh, well, our revenue model is built now. So MeWe Pro okay. is live. So for our listeners, if you're, you know, you've got a small project or you're a big organization or anywhere in between, mm-hmm. check out MeWe Pro. It's on the web it's on iOS it's on Android it's it's live we have you know thousands of people using it um Miwi is a consumer product miwi.com you know miwi you know miwi network that's totally live we have 30 people we're an engineering company so here's the the really incredible thing alex we don't have a marketing team and we're growing by thousands of people every day we're an engineering team. We're an engineering company. We're building the best product in the world. MeWe scales beautifully. We can handle tens of millions of members. And so now that we're in our you know revenue generating phase too, mm. uh, we believe we can self-sustain. Uh, and we will, of course, you know allow other investors, the right kind of investors to come in. You know, I'm not just an entrepreneur because I'm also one of the world's leading privacy advocates because I'm doing this because of the mission. Yeah. So, you know, this is a mission-focused company, and that's why we have such amazing people as advisors. I mentioned Sir Tim Berners-Lee, Raj Sisodia, Sherry Turkle, one of the world's greatest academic experts on the impact of technology on human beings. Um, you know, Colin Sebastian, one of the leading internet analysts. Uh, we have so many wonderful people. Jack Canfield, the inventor of Chicken Soup for the Soul. We have mm, wonderful yeah. Wonderful thought leaders of high integrity on our advisory board, helping guide this company, doing the right thing. You know, so this is what it's about. And yes, we will certainly have other, you know, investors in the future. And everybody plays by the rules.
1: And do you feel? Last question, I promise. Do you feel that you've you've turned the tide and that you are on track to to reach that mission, complete that mission?
0: We've turned the tide. Uh, we are now growing at 25 percent a month. Uh, it's been, you know, a few years of hard, dedicated work, making sure that the product is great. So when people sign up, they love it. Making sure that people understand the key differentiators. You know, we've got great features, and of course, some features that Facebook doesn't have. You know, like disappearing content, like secret chat, like voice messaging across the entire platform, uh, and so much more. Um, and you know, even our private groups are, and our open groups have a chat and a posting feature. I mean, so our technology is really differentiated. So we're here, we're growing. The network effect is real. And if you join we you should be able to find a bunch of your friends already, or invite all your friends to join you. And you know, if you can't find all your friends right away, just jump into a whole bunch of our open groups because anything you're interested in, there is an active group that's discussing participating in it as i said we've got over sixty thousand open groups already also so we have everything people want
1: that's amazing um could, could obviously speak to you for for hours it's um it's been one of the most uh, enthralling interviews i've had and the program's been going for um for well over a year now so we really appreciate you taking the time out and your uh, your busy day over there as well so many 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 thanks
0: thanks you alex let's connect on mewee and uh, thank you very much for the time together today. It's so important.
1: Yeah, as you guessed, that was definitely one of those interviews that I could have stayed speaking to Mark for hours and hours. Um, he was in his car in LA, um, so hopefully that connection was um, was pretty good for you. Just getting him at the start of his day over there, uh, and the end of mine in the UK. Um, as going to be unable to meet up with him when he is in the UK in June. Um, but yeah, again, I, again, one of those I, I could talk about so many things. Um, uh, and do stay tuned. I'm going to reveal our London. Um, First ever London live event for Screw It Just Do It. Um, so stay tuned for that. Would love you to join us there. But um, a couple of things to touch on: the path less traveled. Um, love it. Uh, you know, when when all those are going in one direction, why not go in the opposite direction? Don't go with the tide. Um, pick your own path. Go down that road. Um, really resonates with me, um, especially with. Leading on to my next point, which is being able to forgive yourself, as, as Mark said, you know, very much feel we've all been brainwashed over the years into it being acceptable to have the, the privacy laws that uh, have obviously been breached on more than one occasion by um, by Facebook. And, you know, I'm, I'm only too aware of the irony of being able to um let more people know about the show through Facebook and, and the other social media platforms that are out there but you know what it's like whenever you you download an app and you, you get that notification come through you know click here for Facebook and and, and the other user um, the other application to access all of your your data etc It's. Uh, Pretty scary stuff when you um, when you drill down into it as we as we did during that interview. So being able to forgive yourself for, for that mistake, but you know, on a wider scale, you know, a, you know, on a personal kind of self development level, being able to forgive yourself for so many things and being able to to move on with your life. You know, we all all make mistakes. Be that with regard to creating our business, um, staff that we that we take on, different decisions that we make during. Our business and and through our lives, you know, I think if you're not able to to forgive yourself, then it must be a massive struggle to um, to move on. And, and I haven't even reflected on that from my own point of view. But but knowing close friends who haven't been able to do that and hold things um, throughout their lives and, and not being able to to move on with them really, and and always harbour that that bitterness and, and feeling of being slighted when in fact the fault Probably lay with themselves and not others, but t- until you you know are able to forgive yourself and move on, you're just stuck in that vicious cycle. Um, um, n- another couple of things, if, if you're happy to stay with me, is you know the job that we have as parents. Those of you who, who aren't parents, maybe think of some younger family members. Um, really liked what Mark said about us being the ones to, to guide them because social media is addictive, smartphones are addictive, and they're sponges, you know, kids are sponges at at that age. So um, especially that crazy-ass Facebook app for kids age six onwards, I mean, you're not going to lap that up, you know, we took a decision, as I mentioned in the interview, for our eldest daughter to um, have her first smartphone at 11 and she's on the Musical.ly platform and it was just started up as a group amongst her dance friends to to keep in touch with each other when they only see each other, you know, not every day like you do at school. Um, And and having that curfew and and I think, again, in a larger universe, Sphere is, you know, being present in that moment when you are with your children or, or with those younger family members and being able to guide them through what is clearly an absolute minefield that we're all all of us only learning about now so love the fact me we's coming at this is a very different angle um but also liking the fact that clearly there is um a a way for businesses entrepreneurs to connect with each other uh, and and obviously a revenue model for for that business as well um and yeah, I mean, I, I could go on, but I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> Let you dig out some more nuggets for yourselves. Listen to that episode again, um, and join us live. We, are, you know, I'm absolutely stoked to announce that we have um, furthered our partnership with WeWork from launching in Manchester last month to being asked to um, to launch in in London for them. We're going to be at the amazing venue, which is. Um, We work at uh, Tower Bridge, overlooks the Tower of London, overlooks Tower Bridge itself, overlooks the Shard. It's phenomenal. There's a roof terrace and everything going on. It's a smaller venue, um, but we're going to start small in London. We've got five amazing businesses um, from Jamie Lang and Ed Williams at Candy Kittens, Nick Coleman with a snaffling pig. Um, we've got Susie Walker um, from the Primal Pantry. We've got, uh, got Joe from Ugly Drinks, just launched in the USA. Um, and we've also got Harry Clark from Pops. So we've got amazing entrepreneurs all talking about how to build a knockout brand, and you can be there. Just go to our um, Eventbrite page grab a ticket there like I say it's going to be limited because it's a smaller venue but I just love the venue the feel for it summer July the 12th in London with a roof garden it's going to be awesome so we'd we'd love to see you all there there are um, complimentary drinks and a gazillion different um, food products from our five businesses to try for yourself as well so um, head on over there grab a ticket stay tuned and um, we'll bring you another amazing interview next week thank you so much for listening (laughs) mm <laughs> If you'd like the opportunity to attend one of our live events with some of the world's leading entrepreneurs, just go to startupu.co.uk and click on the events calendar. That's Startup U with the letter U. From there, you'll be able to see what live events we've got coming up and book a ticket from as little as £5, which includes a complimentary drink and the opportunity to network with like-minded entrepreneurs. Hope to see you soon. If you're an entrepreneur looking for funding, mentoring or support, go to startupu.co.uk. And if you'd like to share your startup story, we'd love to hear from you. Just go to the contact page on startupu.co.uk and we'll be in touch. And if you like this podcast, please subscribe and I'd love it if you left me a review of the show. To connect with me personally, you can find me on Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook at Alex Chisnell. Until the next show, remember, don't wait. The time will never be just right. Action always beats intention. This show is brought to you by Rocket Spark, who make it easy for anyone to build a great looking website. Each month Rocket Spark offers one lucky listener the opportunity to get a website absolutely free for the next six months to do some in-market testing of a new idea. Just go to RocketSpark.com/slash screw it just do it to enter.